I was having issues where the audio was getting really mumbled, uh, like distorted and kind of mumbly, like, no, muffled. (laughs) That's the right word. And (laughs) and, uh, they told me that I should turn off the echo cancellation, that you only leave it on when people aren't using headphones. Oh, there you go. Okay. My so just so you know, my internet is not great, and sometimes it uh, it has issues. Okay. What I've learned is that your internet going in and out actually has no impact on your audio. Did you know that? Right. I didn't know that. Oh. I did. You're so podcast advanced. Well, I don't want to brag, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> well, I gotta tell you. You're the first and only to appear on my show twice. Am I? Does that make me a friend of the pod? <laughs> it it does, or it makes you like annoying. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I'll take either. What do I care? Okay. Yeah. Or it makes people go like, "Oh, that guy again." Yeah. No. I believe me. That is kind of my goal. Okay. <laughs> good we hope that people hear that it's matt fox and then they're like yeah i'm not gonna download that yeah i'm done i'm done with that the guys your episode has been downloaded 400 times already so awesome Awesome. so yeah and it i just want you to know only 300 of those were me (laughs) it is true that every time i listen to it straight from the website it counts it as a download i know I know. Believe me, I have like several devices that download my podcast that I just I watch it download and then I delete it. <laughs> you know that it's rigging the system and yet you do it. Anyway. Don't care. Don't care. I can forget that. And it makes my ego just, you know. OK, well, then please do it for my podcast. Too. <laughs> Will do. Will do. Okay. I did not listen. I downloaded the last episode that I was on and I did not listen okay. to it. Do we want to be funny first and get our sillies out? Get our silly on. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do that. I need some laughter. Let's do it. All right. Let's do that first. Hi, Matt. Welcome. How you doing? Good to be here. We should tell the listeners why we decided to do this. Do you remember why? Uh, I remember everything that you say. So obviously I remember, but I just really prefer you told people. <laughs> um, we decided to do it because the world is falling apart. Oh, yeah. And we felt like maybe just putting something out there that was like pure light goofiness would be something people would enjoy listening to. So... Uh, I just came back from going grocery shopping, mm. and I bought coconut cashews. Sounds like a good idea, but <laughs> really I'm not sure that in the execution, I would definitely enjoy this as much as you do. Listen, it's delicious, and if you add chocolate to it, it's even better. Well, I am a strong believer in the theory that there is no food that cannot be improved with either chocolate or bacon. I dare you to either name one. or. Okay. I was going to say fish. Chocolate fish. No. No, bacon. Bacon fish. Yep. Okay. So anyway, 
I've got these coconut cashews. Oh, it, we're still in the coconut cashew. <laughs> it reminded me of our conversation about where we hide food from our kids. Yeah. Because I have to hide this food from myself. <laughs> I mean, I know where it is, but I put it like on the highest shelf I can. Because oh it is going to, I need it to take me a lot of effort to get it out. That is pretty smart. That's pretty well done. Yeah. And I also try to put it like in a crinkly bag. <laughs> so that it's like. So you get caught? <laughs> yes. You're like the, <laughs> like the, um, the kid who tries to make a trap when like, like by putting a bucket of water over the doorway. <laughs> Nice. I should do Holy... that. That would actually be much more effective. <laughs> so anyway. Wow. If you could bring one fictional character to life, who would it be? Austin Powers would definitely be on my list. <laughs> oh, what? No, yep. that would be horrible. Why? Because all the yeah, baby, yeah. Exactly. You get it. <laughs> I think probably, though, I would go with Chewbacca. What's that about? First of all, can you speak Wookiee? I cannot. I feel like it would be a fun language to learn. <laughs> Plus, I, I do want to know. I want to know like what he's like when he's not on camera. I imagine he's a little smelly. When he wakes up in the morning, you know, like he wouldn't have bed head. He would have <laughs> bed... Body? Body? I don't know what you call that. Yeah. But like, I bet he doesn't look well-groomed when he wakes up in the morning. I would want Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec to really? come to life. I want to be best friends with her. I want to be Anne. And not the not the Rob Lowe guy? Anne Perkins. <laughs> yeah. You remember when he looks in the mirror and he goes, stop pooping. <laughs> <laughs> he has the flu. Remember he's in the hospital? Yeah. Stop <laughs> pooping. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of pooping. Oh, obviously. I have a question that I'm going to ask oh, you. Oh, I'm worried about where this is going. <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to answer it. So if okay. you don't want to answer it, I understand and just say pass. Okay, pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have a favorite random food combination? Okay, so no, I do not. But I will tell you this. Last time I was on here, I told you that I was in the Peace Corps. Yes. And I lived with a family. My parents would occasionally send me packages of food. And they tried to find things that, because it took, the mail took forever to get there. And so one time they sent me Parmesan cheese. I don't know why. <laughs> but this is like the powdered, powdered, you know, whatever. It's like, And I get up the next morning and my host mother was eating what I will, I will call kiwi jam. It's not quite kiwi. It's a different fruit. They don't have kiwis there. But kiwi jam and Parmesan cheese by the spoonful. Wow. And she was like, yeah, I thought it was weird too, but yeah, it works. <laughs> you know what else happened? So my my hmm. mother would send me packages of things, and but she would try and make them as small as possible because it was really expensive. And so yeah. sometimes she would buy food, again, food that would last, but she would take it out of the packaging to make it smaller. So yeah. one point I get a package in the mail in which it looks to me like uh, what I can only imagine a bag of cocaine would look like. 
And I have no idea what this is. And I, you know, it like we didn't, we couldn't talk very often because, you know, so eventually I asked her and she you knows months later now, she's like, oh, I don't, I don't know what that would be. <laughs> and months later, she finally remembers it was a bag of instant mashed potatoes, mm. which if you think about it, does not look like a bag of cocaine. So I don't know what <laughs> happened in the interim. Maybe someone switched out. Maybe. You yeah. didn't snort it? No. <laughs> I imagine that's fun for some people, not for me. How did you feel about Schitt's Creek getting all those uh, awards? I was very happy. It was great. Give me your best Moira impersonation. Um, David! (laughs) David, I'm so sorry I cannot join you on your peregrinations. Yeah. Tell me about a job you had as a teenager or in college. Ooh, uh, so I, I was a, uh, I worked in a hardware store and then I was mm. uh, a summer camp counselor. And I would say I was probably a better summer camp counselor than I was a hardware store attendant. I didn't know the first thing about hardware or what do you call the stuff that's not hardware? It's not software. <laughs> Uh, like, like lumber? The... <laughs> <laughs> you can see how good I was at this job. When I was a junior and a senior in high school, I worked at the sporting goods store. And I really knew nothing about sporting goods. And I hated every second of it. And I had to pretend like I understood like why you would choose this tennis racket over that tennis racket. Mm. I would always just be like, how about I bring Jim over here and he can help you? (laughs) They would, you know, have me at the tennis shoes and they were like, you know, people come in like, I pronate when I walk and what shoe will be good for that? And I was like, fuck if I know. I hated it. It gave me so much anxiety. Isn't, Isn't the answer though to why you would ever want one piece of sporting equipment over another, isn't the answer always torque? You just this one has this one has more torque. Yeah. <laughs> higher higher viscosity in this one. This one is more turgid. <laughs> would you rather be Batman or Spider-Man? Okay, why is that even a question? Who would want to be Spider-Man? I would want to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. What can a spider do? <laughs> I just like the idea of like swinging. No. No, no, Batman no. is Batman. Batman is like the coolest. There's there's no there's not even a contest there. Would you rather be Spider-Man or Aquaman? I don't know who Aquaman is. Okay, but... now you're just embarrassing yourself. <laughs> I'll also say that I watched the entire season of what The Watchmen mm, and I my... had no idea what was going on. <laughs> People kept saying, like, you're going to get it. Like, it'll it'll all come together. It and didn't, huh? It didn't. For me, I was just like, I don't know. That was like 11 hours that I just <laughs> wasted. <laughs> What's a question you would like to answer, but no one asks you? I would like people to ask me if I have ever been able to announce <laughs> the blue light special at Kmart. Because I have. Really? Kmart doesn't exist. It doesn't exist now. So in college, I won a trivia contest, and the, that was the prize, was I got to announce the blue light special at Kmart. <laughs> there was a blue light special in the hosiery department, which was a fun thing to say. Two for one. 
Really? I'm guessing most people listening to this don't even know what a blue light special is. No, and hosiery is also a thing that probably people don't know. I'm not sure I know what hosiery is. Right. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, you probably don't. Socks, maybe? Socks? It's like stock, like pantyhose. Pantyhose? Like stockings. Like okay, I hate that, I hate that word. I, hate I know, that word. <laughs> it's It's a terrible word. In 40 years, what do you think people will be nostalgic for? For the postal service. <laughs> no, no, no. In 40 years, uh, people are going to be nostalgic for duck face. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Hold on. That's a terrible, terrible. First of all, turn to the side. Yeah, I don't know why your lips look like that. I don't think that's right. <laughs> you got to purse them. I know. That is the, that is, yeah. whenever my kids would do duck face, that's what I would do and ruin their pictures. <laughs> would you rather live at an amusement park or a trampoline park? Oh, amusement park 100%. Why? Because trampoline parks are pretty fun too. No, trampoline parks are no fun. What? It's too crowded. No, but you would live there. You would own it. You like, you could be the only person there. I would rather just ride roller coasters all day. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, but it's not yeah, like it's close. Park. No, it's close. Trampolines are pretty awesome. I don't know. Like, I don't do anything other than a seat drop. Do you know what that is? I do. Okay. <laughs> I do. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm in the trampoline community. Would you rather be the clown that distracts the bull or the bull rider? There's a clown. Yeah. It distracts him from what? That's a good question. I don't really know. The, I would never want to be the bull rider. That's so dangerous. Like the rider could be thrown and s stampled. St stampled. St they get. They get trampled. No, no. They get. They get. They get strangled all the time. <laughs> I didn't say strangled. I said <laughs> stampled and strampled. That happens. But I meant trampled. That happens a lot, actually. Would you rather have your fingers stuck in a bottle for a year? Or a bucket over your head for a year. How many fingers? All of them. <laughs> but is the bucket like over my eyes? Yeah. I guess the fingers. I guess then I could like put things in the crook of my elbow mm -hmm. and carry them around like that. That's a great way to live. So Matt, someone asked us if criticism and judgment were the same or different, and how to do one versus the other? It's a great question. I, it's, it's, it's difficult often to separate critiquing work, which I, we talked about when, when we talked about this last time, that you know, so much a part of our field is about being able to think critically and express the criticisms that you have of other people's work because it's how we get better. But I can't see any reason why one would need to be judgmental, except in cases where, of course, there is malicious intent. We're in the middle of COVID. There is certainly a lot of research that I think has been done with an agenda designed to come up with a particular answer to support a political view. And, you know, that it's very hard to not judge the people who are, are doing that. But when people are, you know, doing their best, I mean, we, we work in a field where, there is no such thing as the perfect study. And so I think you have to go into every study that you do open to the critiques that people have of your work. But you also 
hopefully should not hear it as a critique of you. And hopefully when you critique other people's work, you are not thinking of it as a critique of them. It's a critique of of the work. What's your take on it? I think that critique is different from criticism. Mm -hmm. I think that critique considers both the positive and the negative, Mm -hmm. and that criticism is just sort of finding fault in something. Critique is something that the intention behind it should be Mm-hmm. should lead to some kind of positive action, like that it will push the field forward mm-hmm. as opposed to just kind of cutting someone down. My criticisms may come from an ability to like perceive how things could be improved, but they can really focus on what's wrong as opposed to or what's missing. But I think that if you shift the focus to say what could be improved you can transform the conversation. I think that oftentimes criticism is correct. Mm -hmm. Like there are real problems with something. It may not be useful. Adding negativity to the critique is where you get judgment. And I would love to give you an example of something that happened to me. I gave a seminar and at the end of my 45 minute talk, a guy raised his hand and he said, why do we bother studying pregnancy waking? All clinicians know we can't change it. We should be studying things that we can change instead, like diet and physical activity. Some of this literature isn't even causal. I have no idea why we continue to do this research. And then he went on and on about each one of those points. I felt attacked and he was judging me. He was saying that my work was useless. So I think that it's fine for someone to have all of those same questions about the research, but I think focusing on curiosity, that being Mm -hmm. a curious person is a way to not only, like, take some of the venom (laughs) out of that, but, like, we are Mm -hmm. curious Mm -hmm. people as researchers, right? Um, Instead of viewing it as, like, I have this view and I can't be convinced otherwise. Like if he had said, instead of why do we bother studying this? If he had said like, I'm curious about your focus on gestational waking. Mm -hmm. If he had said, instead of all clinicians, no, we can't change this. He could have said, do you agree with my sense that gestational weight gain can't be modified? Instead of saying, we should be studying this and that, and that isn't causal. He could have said, Could you help me understand why you're studying this? How do you think Mm. we can improve this research so that we can make better inferences from it? I would have felt so different. I would have felt like this guy was trying to engage me. He wanted to push the field forward. He didn't Mm -hmm. want to just push me down. I just think that that interaction, like if you flip it around a little bit, critique can be quite positive and might help someone Totally agree. And, you know, one of the things I I do think about, though, is what do you do in the situation where you think that the work is so biased that it it, it is going to lead to Mm. dangerous inference? I'm thinking about this a lot because we are in the time of COVID and there's a lot of research that's coming out very quickly that isn't Mm -hmm. always well done, that, that has the ability to lead to immediate harm. And that's why I worry about this. I... Mm -hmm. Other than now, I'm rarely, if ever, in a situation where 
um, you know, the, the studies that I'm seeing, I have such a concern that it is going to lead to immediate damage that I need to, to say something that potentially could be hurtful to somebody. I mean, I hope I wouldn't do that anyway, mm-hmm. but um, that seems to me a case where you have to think very carefully about how do I communicate what I think is, is an important message without hurting, you know, assuming while still assuming that people have good intentions. I think that when we judge that we are assuming that our perspective is right. Yeah. And I think we need to open ourselves to the possibility that we are not right. Some of that like stubbornness, I think we are taught to do, but I don't think it's productive. I don't think it's useful. Yeah, I think you're so right. Um, You know, we are so pressed for time. We have so much going on Mm -hmm. that I often find with students when I'm critiquing one of their papers, I'm very much focused on the things that need to change. And I, I don't focus as much on what has been done well and what has been done, you know, that's, that's really an improvement over things before. I think that's an area we as academics, or maybe I'm just projecting here, maybe it's just me, really needs to work on. I really need to work on this. When you ask questions at of after people's talks. We often don't have enough practice at asking questions in a way that will engage people and kind of acknowledge, you know, their humanity. And so it's just easier to say the thing that is going to be criticism. Yeah. I mean, I have to learn how to do this in my personal life, right? Yeah, we and so it's not an easy thing to learn how to do. It takes a lot of effort. I have to admit, I, I don't, uh, ask a lot of questions in conferences for exactly this reason mm-hmm. is because I don't know that I can think through the way I want to say things mm-hmm. in a way that is is kind. Modeling this type of behavior when asking questions is really important because if we all hear one another, asking a question in you know with empathy behind it and with seeing both the positive and the negative and curiosity, that we all will say like, oh, gosh, I really like how she asked that. And I have found even very simple things such as, Mm. um, I really enjoyed your talk. Thank you. And then asking your question is Mm -hmm. just like, it just shows the person like, I am not here to make your life worse. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I think that's so right. I mean, starting off uh, a a question where you have a, if you really, and, and it has to be genuine, of course, if you really liked the work, but you had a concern about a particular aspect of it saying exactly that, you know, I really appreciated this work. I thought it was, was excellent. So, you know, hear this, this, you know, cr- critique in, in, in light of that, mm-hmm. I think goes a long way to, to making it clear that, you know, you are, um, you're positive about the work, but just making it clear to people that, you know, just because you can offer up a critique of part of it doesn't mean that you disregard or mm-hmm. dislike the work. And then, of course, you know, when in seminars, when they're in person, and I've asked a question, I will often go up to the person afterwards and just say, you know, mm. thanks again for, for a great talk, just to, you know, make sure they, they leave knowing that, you know, I, just because I, I was able to point to something that I thought could be improved, doesn't mean I didn't think it was it was good work. Courtney Lynch had a question. Courtney, listen to our other episode, yep. and you note on there that you would like to know how many Pop-Tarts you've eaten in your life. So she has asked, what is your favorite Pop-Tart? 
Okay, so let let me offer this uh, response in the way that I would like to receive uh, a critique, <laughs> which is because you know I I I think the world of Courtney. I think she's fantastic, but but when it <laughs> but but when it comes to this question, there is only one right answer. It's chocolate. Oh my gosh! What do you what? Matt. Yes. I really value your opinion. And I'm curious <laughs> as to why you would choose chocolate when, in my experience, mm -hmm. strawberry is superior. First of all, thank you so much for raising that point. <laughs> I really actually appreciate the, the feedback. The only response I can really offer is that strawberry, and I, I, I certainly respect that it's, it's something that you enjoy, but it is objectively disgusting. <laughs> Chocolate is really the only appropriate answer. Name for me a single food that cannot be improved with either chocolate <laughs> or bacon. I rest my case. All right, I'm going to edit the hell out of this. Got to cut out all your dumb answers. Yeah. Got to. Because your answers are stupid, and I don't know why you think you're funny. Okay, hang on. So we're, this is not, we're not recording anymore for the podcast, right? No. Okay, that was the worst episode I've ever heard. I cannot believe you would ask such dumb questions. Well, listen, I don't know how you have your own podcast show because you're bullshit. That was an hour of you embarrassing yourself. <laughs> I am so. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally never heard you be that mean before. <laughs>